I'm Joanna Juvelis, the host of Belmont Buzz, Belmont's talk show and podcast produced here at Belmont Media Center. I am basically the local bee in Belmont buzzing around town getting news, and I like to do this podcast and talk show to bring a little more attention to certain issues in town. And today we're going to talk about composting. And with me to do that is our guest, Julie Wu. I want to welcome you, Julie. Thank you. Julie is the founder of Belmont Composts, which as you can see, we have lots of props today that we're going to be talking about. Uh, but first, let's talk about your background, Julie, before we get into the whole Belmont Compost thing. You have a very interesting background. Yeah, I've done a lot of different things. So I know that you are uh, Taiwanese. Your background is Taiwanese. Yeah, my parents are from Taiwan, and I was born here. You grew up in Lincoln. Right. And how did you end up in Belmont? When did you move to Belmont? We moved to Belmont about 10 years ago, 11 years ago, actually. With your your husband and your two My husband and my two kids, yep. I have my... uh, my daughter is 11, my son is 16, and we moved when my daughter was two months old. So that's how I remember how many years we've been here. Let me guess, you moved to Belmont for the schools or for its proximity to Cambridge and Boston? Both. Both, <laughs> Both. yeah, because we used to live farther out, and I really missed being closer to the city, and mm-hmm. I really missed being able to walk places. So I love to live in Belmont where I can walk, walk places, walk places and I can meet people walking by on the street and I really like that. So I take it you Belmont. like the town you live in, you like Belmont? I love it and I never want to leave and my kids also want to stay here forever so. Oh isn't that nice, yeah. that's great. Yeah. And I know that your career before you um, started doing some other things that we're going to talk about, your mm-hmm. career is, is a doctor. You are a doctor. You're a physician. I have been a physician. I've, I've, uh, I've worked as a physician. Um, that was also a long while ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, uh, well, after that, I, well, I wrote a book. Yes. In fact, you have the book. Hold up I that book. I have the book. It's called, it's called the, the Third, Third Son. It's, uh, it's a coming-of-age novel set in post-World War II Taiwan. And it's something that I um, had been thinking of writing for a very long time when I started, and it took me a very long time to write it. So, um, how long did it take? It took about twelve years altogether really? to get it. That's really uh, finished and published and everything. So, well, congratulations! Yeah. Thank how you. long has it been on the shelves? Well, it's um, it was published in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's still being bought and read, and I still am being invited to speak about it, so I'm really pleased about that. Now, are you working on a sequel to it or a a whole other book? I am working on another book. It's not quite a sequel. It's it's, uh, in the, well, it is a historical um, uh, novel, and so the next book is in the next historical period, but it's not the same characters. Well, so. I really wish you luck with that and Thank keep you. you posted on that. Thanks. As well, I, from, from what I understand, you are now in real estate. I'm in real estate. Very recent, right? Pretty yes, recent. Uh, I'm in real estate, and that's really fun, too, because I get to uh, meet 
people and you know talk to people it's it's really kind in some ways it's similar to medicine because because you are communicating with people you're developing relationships mm -hmm. you're finding out what their needs are so i really enjoy that i, I actually um, have my real estate license too and i oh do you really dabble in that every now and then <laughs> seems like everybody i meet has a real estate license <laughs> <laughs> but you know that's yeah, my that's backup fine. career yeah that's great and okay the other thing that, that i really want to talk about today is Belmont Compost. You founded this. Can you tell me how that all came How to it be? came about? Well, um, my husband and I always had our own compost pile at home in our backyard for really? about so, since we moved to Belmont. Mm -hmm. um, we had our own compost pile and um, it went okay. It's kind of hard to get really good compost at home. You have to be pretty diligent about it. We weren't necessarily the greatest about it. Give me examples, um, because I'm going through this with my own husband right now. Oh, with the backyard compost? Not the backyard compost. Oh, yeah, compost. well, the, it's the backyard compost that we were having issues with. Because, really? Uh, well, like, partly because in the wintertime, it's really a challenge with a compost pile, because you have to, you know, turn it regularly, and, you know, we weren't doing that in the winter. So we, mm -hmm. so what happened was um, the summer or the winter before I started Belmont Compost, uh, I, I just felt bad about throwing our food waste into the trash. So I thought, well, maybe over the winter time I could, uh, you know, get a curbside composting service. So, mm -hmm. um, so I just found, I Googled one and found one and we started doing that and I realized that um, you can actually compost a lot more with a curbside composting service than you can in your backyard. So in the backyard you're really pretty much limited to you know vegetables and fruits and you know you can't put meat or dairy or other things like Why that. Why is that? Um, that's because, well, that's the average comp composter at home can't do that because you just can't reach high enough temperatures to really um, to do that, to do, you know, uh, materials like that. And also, uh, you have to worry about animals. Animals like rats? Like rats, for example. So, um, so... Uh, so yeah, so I realized, so with the curbside composting, we were now able to put all kinds of things, like almost everything, into the curbside bin. And then, um, so then it really left us with almost nothing in trash. So if you recycle, if you put every, you know, all your food waste and paper waste and stuff into the curbside bin, then there's almost nothing left. And I, um, so I was pretty... Uh, impressed and yeah. I thought why doesn't everybody do this you know and why isn't the town doing this so I think it was really one day when I was home with my sick daughter you know she was home from school and I just sat and I called everybody I called people I knew and I emailed them and reached out on Facebook and I tried to find out what's going on with composting like why aren't we doing this and who's working on it and it turns out nobody was really working at it and the town really? wasn't in a position to um, to do it town-wide. No. Um, other towns so do, though. Other towns have, like Cambridge, which yeah. is a big town, um, it has. Um, but, but Belmont, as we know, I mean, it, it just hasn't had the funds to do something like this. Um, yes. So I just, and I found out also that the Chenery School, um, or parents at the Chenery School, the green team there was working on getting composting for Chenery at their um, at their cafeteria because they the, the schools that. generate a tremendous amount of food waste and they're trying to That's divert for sure. it. Yes, that is for sure. They do, and so they're trying to divert that into 
um, into compost. And uh, their problem was always has always been funding, like you know the rest of the, the town. So um, funding. So, now you say funding. Why is that? Well, what is what is so the so expenses for, involved with composting? Yeah, so it does involve a certain amount of um, money just to have the compost picked up and I see. brought to the composting site. So I knew that um, the green team at Chenery was, uh, I was working with, uh, I was talking with Cabell Eames, uh, who's been working on this, and she uh, she was telling me that they, been, they were working on getting, uh, they were already working with the, this company, Black Earth, um, Yes, uh, we which we haven't here been here the from set. them, mm -hmm. um, and they already were planning to work with them once they got the money, um, and uh, and she told me that they have a referral discount if a resident in Belmont uh, signs up, they can say that Tenery referred them, and then the right. the school would get a certain amount of money off of their um, composting program. So and so I looked up, and Black Earth also had a. Uh, a group discount so that if you signed up over 300 people in your town you would get 50% off of yes. the rates for everybody in the town. So that just seemed like a natural thing to do. And um, that's how Belmont that, Compost that's came how Belmont to be? Compost came about. And, uh, a one woman show? Julie no, Wu? no, it's not one woman. It's just been a, a bunch of people helping out, and we. I'm sort of sorry, I've only seen you around <laughs> now with these Belmont. No, there, uh, there have been a number Suck. of, uh, of uh, volunteers who have helped out, um, and part of it was, you know, uh, we wanted to to do, you know, we didn't want to just be promoting, you know, one company. That's not the idea of it. Is but the, but with but through um, through getting 300 people, uh, through getting a group discount with them, we've been able to get uh, rates lowered from other companies as well. Um, for example, Garbage to Garden, they matched the 50% discount with a program of their own for, for this year because they knew that they had to compete with, mm -hmm. with Black Earth. Right. So, um, so we promote all of the companies. Um, so but, what, is, what is Belmont Compost's mission? So the mission is to increase composting okay. and, in the town. And yes. the reason we're kind of focusing on curbside composting is that a lot of people in Belmont don't have yards, and they can't compost in their backyard, or they don't have the time or the expertise, um, or the or the will to to compost on their own. Or Do you they think have rats problems with are rats. also an issue? Yes, yes I, I yes. know. Because I have heard also from avid backyard composters who've switched to curbside composting because um, because you don't get rats with curbside composting because you can see the. The bins here are thick plastic, they lock, and they've been proven actually in New York City, which has a big rat problem, um, yes. not to increase, uh, not to attract rats. Now, it's so. interesting you mentioned New York, because I have an aunt and uncle who live in New York, mm -hmm. and they are required by their mm -hmm. town mm -hmm. to compost. It's required. Right. You have to. You don't right. have a choice. Right. The Cambridge is the same way. Why do you think that is? I well, know they don't even have disposals there either. Yeah. Well, it's just um, trash is getting much m more and more problematic um, as we go as we run out of landfill space. That is true. Yeah. So it's uh, also the ton the cost to pick up by the ton keeps right, going up. Exactly. So we're running out of landfill space, which China means there's recycling. right recycling is is getting more expensive. Um, so. You know, so it's it's a natural to tr try to find some other solution to reduce your trash because really, uh, 
composting can take care of uh, 40% of a typical household's waste um, because it can take all food waste and paper products like napkins and tissues okay, and well, wanna, paper towels. I want to talk to you about that. that. Yeah. I signed up for Black Earth finally, Yay. finally, after seeing you all around town several times. <laughs> said, the reason I did it, and I, did, I, I looked into other companies too. Yeah. The reason I did it is because my, we have a disposal, but we don't like to use it because we've had mm -hmm. issues with it breaking in the past. And mm -hmm. so my husband prefers to just throw away all our food waste. So every week we were throwing away all this food waste. So yeah. I started thinking, even though we, we're not big gardeners and I don't need the compost, mm -hmm. you have the option when, you're, when you do curbside composting to donate back your compost, right? right? Mm -hmm. Because the way this works is if I, if I was gardening and I wanted the compost, because compost is good for your garden. Right. right? Absolutely. It's very uh, good for your garden. They would, the way it works is every time they pick up, they give you That's compost. Garb Garbage to Garden does that. Okay. But they, I, I they, thought they, Black Earth they can do that. Black Earth... Um, uh, they will give you a voucher to go to a garden center and get a free garden size bag. Of well, I chose not to do that. Yeah. <laughs> present mm -hmm. time. I am not getting the compost, but I think that's a good option for people who like to garden. Yeah. So the way, mm -hmm. so I ordered this because this goes under my kitchen um, mm -hmm. cabinet, mm -hmm. right under the sink. Right. Um, kind of smells a little bit. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, you can line it. There's little liners that go mm -hmm. in here. Right. But I have to admit, and this this is what do they call this? Charcoal filter. Char filter, and mm -hmm. that keeps away that keeps the smells out. Keeps so the smells that, out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. So okay. That, so that your container isn't going to smell. So I was concerned about odors, yeah. but I was also concerned about flies, maggots, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. what's your advice to people who are worried about that? Well, I mean. Flies, uh, if maggots are just the, the larval form of flies, so they're, they're around, um, and uh, they're, part of the, they're part of the decomposition process, yes. so they are, <laughs> they are around, and you may see some if you compost, but you can reduce them if you, because uh, they're particularly attracted to meats, so if you want to reduce your... Um, your likelihood of encountering maggots. You can put your uh, your meat products in the compostable bags, put them in the freezer until pickup day, and then you can put them out there. Okay, that's then. what I'm that's what right. I'm doing. Right. And pickup day is on Tuesday, Tuesday morning, bright and early. Yes, yeah, um, so some half of Velma is on Tuesday, half of it's on, for me, on yeah. Monday. Yeah. So what what other do's and don'ts are there? Like, so what else can I put in this lovely little bin, and what can't I? Yeah, well, you can't put anything plastic or metal in okay, there. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I mean, if that's, I think that, yeah, that's, that's. So anything edible thing. can go in here? Anything edible. Are you sure Actually, there are no... even gum you can put in You're there. You're kidding me. No, gum is, gum is good. For, Didn't know about there, that. And you can put also the, um, you know, the, the uh, compostable uh, servingware you can also put in there. Okay. Because, um, uh, you know, typically the compostable servingware doesn't do well in backyard compost, but you can put it in, um, like, the bioplastics. Mm -hmm. You can put them in there, too. Bin, uh, bones, right? Bones, meat bones. Bones, meat. Eggshells. Eggshells. Anything that you can eat can go in there. And you said paper towels, tissues. Paper towels, tissues. Napkins. So actually, yeah, napkins, uh, paper towels, as long as it's, you know, it's like food stuff on it, not, not like chemical, 
you know, he's not like household cleaners or something like that. I see, yep. Um, and then um, what we typically do is we line most of our waste baskets with, with compostable liners also because most of what you put in there is like tissues or, you know, other, you know, we put, you know, like paper wrappers and stuff like that, gum wrappers mm-hmm. <laughs> and gum mm-hmm. tends to go in there. Um, and so, and, you know, we keep like one, you know, like the kitchen garbage, that's, you can put, you know, non-compostable, non-recyclable waste in there. And then we have like one waste basket upstairs, which is just for, you know, non-compostable, non-recyclable stuff upstairs. And then the rest of the waste baskets are all compostable. Um, I see. Yeah. You so, cannot compost animal or human waste. It depends what kind of animals. Really? Yeah. If you have a vegetarian animal, like we have a rabbit. So I put all of his litter into the compost You're bin. You're kidding me. Yeah. So if you have, yeah, so if you have a guinea pig but, but or a rabbit. But the reason you can't compost, like, say, dog waste is because? Dog or cat waste, it's because it's their, their waste is more prone to have, um, like, parasites or things like that in it. And that's not good you for don't the want garden that. compost. We don't right? want that in the garden compost. No, we don't. No, we don't. Okay. Yeah. So, but, so yeah, if you have, like, know. a gerbil or a rabbit or something, it's actually, it's it's good. You just have to use, make sure that your litter is but not compostable cat. as not well. Cat. Not cats. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So. So for, for someone who isn't composting or just thinks it's just, like, my husband was one of these people. It's just too much, mm-hmm. too much trouble, just not worth it. What do you tell them? Like, why is it important to compost? Why should someone compost? Well, it's good for the environment. You know, that's, how? The, that's it it, you know, it's how is it good for the environment? Um, you're reducing the amount of, um, of waste that's going to the landfill. So some people will, will, you know, will say to me, well, if it's go, if you have food waste and it's going to the landfill, isn't it composting in the landfill? And actually it's not because first of all, it's usually encased in plastic. Um, it's, you know, if it's not actually tied up in a bag, which it probably is, if you put it in a plastic bag and put it in your trash um, it's surrounded by by other mounds of plastic and you know things so it, it so it's it's um, it's an anaerobic situation and it's not um, uh, tended to in a way that'll make it into compost so as you know if you have a backyard compost pile it requires aeration it requires uh, so of course oxygen it requires water and it requires you know uh, microbes and uh, just the right balance of green and brown um, okay. things. So, so in the landfill, that doesn't happen. And it never makes it back to the earth either. So, it's in, so if it's going to the, to the landfill, it's emitting carbon, and you're not returning the carbon back to the earth. Whereas if you compost it... Um, you are re, you're you're re um, replenishing the earth with the carbon that you got from it. So it's a it's a complete cycle. Um, there's much a lot better of for yeah. The it's much better for the for the environment for the uh, for the atmosphere, but also for the earth because we're constantly depleting the earth of nutrients. And and uh, there's more and more research showing how much better it is to 
replenish it with compost. Uh, it improves the soil structure so that there's um, less flooding and so there's less um, mm -hmm. erosion and stuff like that. So, and also it, it um, improves carbon re re-sequestration from the air to, so if you- That's a big word. Yes, I know. <laughs> so if you, so if you, um, you know, for example, uh, uh, like top fill a, f a field with compost, then the whole field will, will be, well, first of all, the soil will improve, but also it's re-sequestering the carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. Oh, that's good so, to know. Yeah, so. Now with, with Belmont compost, your goal was to get at least 300 residents to sign up, right? Yeah, that was the, our initial goal. And so we got over 300 people over the over the wintertime in just a few months. So the, yeah, the response was Yeah, so from start really to tremendous. finish, like so when you started. So we started like last May, right before town day. Um, so in under a year, you got so under a year we got over 300 people. So we so so our rates all dropped in half, and um, and now we have 450 people. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping to get we have a new goal of a thousand people, so that then our rates will drop even more. Oh, really? So yeah. Belmont Compost will continue its mission. Continue we're continuing our mission, and we're, we yeah, we're, we're, we'll continue our mission, and we're going to try to expand. I'm going to try to see, um, you know, to, uh, if we can take it to the next level and get the town involved, which might inc which will probably necessitate, you know, having a committee. Okay. Committee, well, so. I want to talk to you about that, but before I do, tell me what's happening at the Chenery. This is the only school uh -huh. that will now be doing a pilot yes. compost so we're program very with Black Earth, right? Yes, we're very excited because, um, so part of our mission was to help the Chenery School um, be able to establish its pilot. And um, we've been able to do that. We actually got them uh, $1,200 worth of referral discounts uh, through all the people who signed up and named Chenery as a refer to help. That really did help a lot. That's great. Um, so yeah, so they have um, um, put into place a pilot, you know, for their cafeterias to start in the fall. In the fall. How is that going to work? Well, they're uh, they've the students, the green team has already started to you know to sort of model the behavior that is required. The students have been very diligent and have been eating by the trash. Um, to, uh, to help students, the trash sort basher by, volunteers. Yeah, the trash bashers. They've been they've been by the um, trash, showing people how to sort their trash. Yes, I've seen them in yes. action. They pour yeah. off the liquid, and yep. they put whatever's recyclable in a recycle bin. Whatever's waste goes in the waste bin. And then they put the. And then 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 they've had a compost bin, but it hasn't actually been composted. But this fall, it actually will be composted. How? So. How will they do that? Will they have? Something like no, this. No, they'll have a large <laughs> bin. They'll have they have the they'll they have um, sixty four gallon bins. Sixty four gallon bins. The, that won't be in the cafeteria, but they'll take the the bins from the cafeteria and put them in these sixty four gallon bins, um, in a you know safe location. Okay. And uh, then they'll safe get from rats up. and safe from you know. And also a, a very like tight sealed bin, kind of like tight this sealed little bin. one here. Mm -hmm. And then they'll get picked up. How often? They'll get picked up uh, twice a week, as far as I understand. That's great. And now, if yeah. that succeeds, mm -hmm. I guess when I say succeed, how will we know if it succeeds or not? What are what are if the? If it goes well, if there's good participation. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if that if it does succeed, then what's what next? Do you think you'll sign up other schools? 
Well, that's the hope, that we can sign up other schools and that we can continue. It will be a continuing process getting funding for the school. So I, I, would, I do want to encourage more people to sign up and get these referral discounts because, unfortunately, it's one of the few ways we can help to fund okay. the school because we can't, you know, I would love to raise, you know, do a fundraiser and buy it from them, but we can't do that. So and You said it's a pilot, so does that mean it's, it's only one year? It's only one year. And at the end of the year, you'll... You have you have to you evaluate have to evaluate it and start you know and see whether they can you know evaluate how it went. Mm -hmm. Is there anyone you want to recognize uh, at the Chenery who is instrumental in helping this get off the ground? I know you mentioned well, Cabell. Yeah, Cabell, the whole green team, and also Mike McAllister, the, the principal, principal, has been really supportive and has worked really hard. When the kids come to throw out their trash, it's on their way out the door at the cafeteria, so they pour out their liquids. They're able to recycle their container. They. Uh, they have any kind of chips or forks or things that are non-recyclable, they're able to knock off their compost and then stack their trays in the drawer. So everyone knows there's five different things and we tried to put some together, a visual that was kind of clean for them and made sure they knew exactly what to do from beginning to end. So the bin uh, will be lined uh, with a, a, a compostable bag. Uh, the bag's actually made out of sugar cane. It's kind of a light bag. but. Uh, and they will uh, will tie off the bag, and then on Tuesdays and Saturdays for our pilot, the um, Black Earth Compost will come and pick them up, reline them, and then we'll roll the, the same bins back in every week. I see. So the liner and the compost will stay in the bin; it won't be taken yep, out. Yep. So we'll be able to. They have actually have new bins that lock, um, oh. so to prevent you know rodents from getting in it and things like yeah. that. So on Tuesdays it will be Monday and Tuesdays worth of composting. And then on Fridays, it'll be uh, Wednesday, Thursdays, and Fridays worth of composting. So Tuesday will be uh, nine bags of composting, and uh, Friday will be 15 bags of composting, or 14 bags of composting. How do you know it'll be that many bags? How do you know? Because we counted up the number of sessions we have, number of lunch sessions, and then the number of days. So all of our trash bins and our recycling bins are in this galleyway, and we'll be the first six spots right here. So we'll be able to take them, and just curbside pickup is right there. So we have the space for them and it's easy access uh, to the composting truck that picks up on Tuesdays and, and Saturdays. Any concern about odors? So no more than the trash. Uh, you know, the, the bins are designed to be locked and that's the important part. So that not only do they keep rodents out, but they also keep the smell in and things like that. And then multiple days of pickup means they won't be sitting here for very long and certainly won't be sitting over the weekend or anything like that. Yeah, I think it's, it's really exciting. It, yeah, it is exciting, and it's really, the, the kids are the ones who came up with this idea, and I think the kids really understand. They, they learn about how important it is to reduce waste and to compost, and they learn about this in science class, and it's important yes. that they see that we're following through with it. In, you know, in the schools and in the town instead of just you know, teaching them this stuff and then throwing everything in the garbage. It, it will be great if the town can do this. I know changing the trash collection and the recycle collection was, was a big change for right. Belmont. So right. one change at a, at a time. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, hopefully someday they can do that. I'd like to someday. see... I'd like to see more recycle bins around town at, at like the, that the would be nice. town playgrounds, right. the town center. Mm -hmm. I don't see that enough. Um, Right. I, maybe in my spare time, I can get involved in all of this. We would love to have your help. <laughs> I want to thank you for coming on the show. Oh, my pleasure. Keep me posted on the progress and the pilot. I will. Thank you. I want to thank everyone for tuning in. 
I really enjoy giving everybody the latest buzz around Belmont, and I hope you'll tune in again when we'll talk about another buzz in town.